And it's a brand new week. It is October 23rd, Monday. Good morning. Trey Ware here on 550 KTSA FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, where we got a new video up about John Courage's gun grab that's coming up in just a, a few weeks. So get ready for that. We've got a new video up on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, and the KTSA Facebook page as well. Well, let's catch you up to speed on some of the stuff you may have missed over the weekend news-wise, particularly on what's going on in the Middle East. I want to bring you up to date there, and we got all kinds of stuff concerning the House Speaker. I want to get into it a little bit later on with you. And the $200,000 check that Joe's brother wrote him after being funded by AmeriCorps. I'm going to tell you more about that this morning as well, and the corruption of the Biden crime family, something that they're happy for us to be focused on war right now. They want us to be focused on more war right now because that takes the attention off of the Biden crime family. But we have some news about that, and I'll catch you up to speed here in a minute. Uh, speaking of Biden, Joe Biden, he is back on the beach and has been all weekend. As, of course, the world is on fire and burning, Joe went to the beach. All this does is prove what I've been telling you. He's not in charge of anything. Yeah, there he is walking down the beach. Here we go. Yeah, there's the seagulls and reporters hollering at him, and he's ignoring them. It's he and Jill are walking down the beach. And we've all seen the picture of him laying on his back underneath the umbrella. He was doing that too, you know, all splayed out like a whale, beached whale. So anyway, it's it, this is he obviously is not the guy who's in charge here, uh, taking war time off. And what this says to our enemies is what his entire presidency has said to our enemies. We are weak, and that's why our enemies right now, primarily China, Russia, and Iran, okay, that's the new axis of evil. That's why they have chosen this moment in time to move for the new world order, to displace the United States as the world leader with themselves. China, Russia, and Iran are all working in collusion together to displace the United States, use up our resources, use up our money, and displace us as as the as the leader on the on the world stage, and uh, it's all being orchestrated together. That's why the attack on Israel from Iran. You, you, you might as well. You can still talk about Hamas, and that's important to do. But remember that it's all Iran. This is Iran who is doing this to Israel right now, and they are working with Russia and China to bring about a new world order. Uh, U.S. embassies are being evacuated, the president laying on the beach. U.S. troops are being alerted to possible deployment in the Middle East, and the president is sleeping on the beach. Over 12,000 Navy and Marine Corps personnel are aboard 10 warships in the eastern Mediterranean right now as we speak. They are in the war zone. Please keep them in your prayers. More could be on the way anytime, but so far we have over 12,000 of our servicemen and women who are in the war zone in the Middle East right now. The Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Group and the Gerald R. Ford Carrier Group both are in that region. Meanwhile, over the weekend, the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said he has given a prepare-to-deploy order for the U.S. troops who are here getting ready to go to the Middle East. Kind of sounds to me like we're going to war. I don't know if that sounds like that to you. I have placed an additional number of forces on prepare-to-deploy orders as part of prudent contingency planning to increase their readiness and ability to quickly respond as required, said Lloyd Austin. The number of those being deployed or who might be deployed is not yet known. Again, we've got 12,000 already there on the two carrier groups and more could be headed to that direction any minute now. As I think back to October 23rd, 1983, that was 40 years ago today, 40 years ago today, a truck loaded with explosives smashed through the wire gate at Marine Barracks in Beirut, Lebanon. The Marines at that time were not allowed to have rounds of ammunition in their guns. They were there to bring stability to that region because civil war had been tearing that region apart, well, obviously for many millennia, right? And that continues to this very day. The explosion at 6.21 a.m. on Sunday morning, the largest non-nuclear explosion on record, equal to 20,000 pounds of TNT. 220 Marines, 18 sailors, and three soldiers were killed 
in that attack about 40 years ago today. So it's to note that uh, while some things uh, never change, you know, uh, some things change, some things never change, and we're here 40 years later, still in the same region, still with the same battle, because of people who continue to fight for the rights of terrorists to kill innocent people. And when you look across America today and you see all these people that graduated from these colleges and universities after being taught by radical professors for many, many years that Israel hates Palestinians, that Palestinians are, killing, uh, are, are being killed by Israelis and so on, uh, we now have a crisis in our country where we're about to devolve into a civil war over these issues. Our leadership is very, very concerned about the rallies they are seeing on the streets, the violence in the rallies that they are seeing on the streets in America. A man shot off a gun at dueling Israeli and Palestinian protest in Illinois yesterday. That's the same day that a driver drove into a crowd. Anti-Israel protests Saturday in Brooklyn, rallies in Illinois, Minnesota, and Oregon marred with violent outbursts right here in the United States. During a pro-Israel event in Skokie, Illinois, about 200 pro-Palestinian protesters showed up to fight with the Israelis. A man confronted, pulled out a firearm, shot it into the air yesterday as a warning shot. At the protest, a person was hit by a vehicle, a hit-and-run incident, and uh, was repaired there on the scene. Thousands of protesters, meanwhile, demanding eradication of the Israeli clash uh, as, as the uh, eradication of Israel and the elimination of Israel clashing with police in New York. Thousands of anti-Israel protesters clashed with police on Saturday night, refusing to vacate the Bay Bridge Street they had flooded for hours. They called it the Flood Brooklyn for Palestine demonstration. Devolved into chaos, uh, uh, protesters uh, shutting down traffic, screaming at police, and lighting fires in the middle of the roadways in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they were all there being very aggressive, according to the police over the weekend. Also, an anti-Israel mob, including all ages from young children to 20-somethings, and gray-haired elders were saying, say it loud, say it clear, we don't want no Zionist here. As protesters cheered, beating on drums, waving Palestinian flags, and calling for the death of all Jews. So, interesting research project I came across over the weekend. The people who are young and who are protesting on behalf of the Hamas murderers in our country, somebody went and did a research project to find out what fields they get into later in life. In other words, what job do they, do they take up later in life? You know what it is? The vast majority of the protesters, when they go to work, not all of them ever go to work, but when they go to work, the vast majority of them go into education, into the teaching field, and they continue to perpetuate the same radicalism that they were radicalized by, radical professors in college. And that's how it self-perpetuates. But you know what's interesting? Is that when you look at uh, the people who are protesting now, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about the people that they are protesting on behalf of. Hamas and the Palestinians, and no, you can't separate the two. They are one and the same. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Darius, look who... TSA.com. All right, so we saw the protests over the weekend. We even had a protest downtown San Antonio over the weekend with people uh, with their drums and their Palestinian flags and their Palestinian hijab and all of those kinds of things. And uh, when, when a microphone goes in front of their face, they, they continue to spout what they learned in those, uh, in those schools of higher learning, which is basically some rote talking points. Israel is bad. The Jews must die. And uh, that they are cutting off the Palestinians from life. They have the Palestinians trapped in the Gaza Strip. The Palestinians have no life because the Jews are so horrible. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it was heard across the country this past weekend and even right here in San Antonio at a downtown protest. Well, let's talk about who these folks are supporting because they're supporting Hamas. When you're supporting the Palestinians, you are supporting Hamas. They are one and the same. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what Hamas has done just this month in Israel, shall we? 
the morgue workers who are preparing the bodies for burial now tell us it is taking them weeks to get the bodies prepared for burial. Why? Well, because there's just not much left. There's just not much left. In fact, the soldiers who are working on it say that they are worse than the worst horror film ever made. Evidence of mass rape so brutal that they broke their victims' pelvis, women, grandmothers, and children, all being raped, ga gang and mass raped, and then murdered. You want to march on behalf of that? Go right ahead. People whose heads were cut off, women awakened in their nightdresses and shot in the face, heads that were smashed in, brains spilling out, a baby cut out of a pregnant woman and beheaded, then the mother was beheaded. You want to march on behalf of that and in support of that? How about a bomb disguised in a child's pink backpack in the hopes that another child would pick it up and blow up and explode? Now, People have asked me since October 7th, why, why were they going after the children? Well, it, that's Israel's future. If you kill the kids, Israel doesn't have a future. If you kill adults, well, you know what? There's just more kids coming along. So they are specifically targeting children in this run. Hamas purposefully choosing to booby-trap child's backpacks and leaving them laying around when they left so that the children would pick them up and blow up. They even rigged bombs onto the bodies of the dead so that when people would grab them and try to do something with them to save their lives or whatever, then they would explode. You want to march in downtown San Antonio on behalf of that? You want to support that? Hamas rockets now placed near schools, mosques, and U.N. buildings. Photographs showing the Palestinian terror group Hamas placed rockets in civilian buildings, including schools, United Nations buildings, and mosques, deliberately placing civilians at risk, of course, a violation of international law, but Hamas is not following international law. Do you want to march in support of those who are placing their rockets near schools, near hospitals, near daycares, and near kindergarten places. Do you, do you want to support that? Because if you're out there on the streets wearing your Palestinian hijab and carrying your Palestinian flag, that's what you are supporting. Israeli officials now saying Hamas terrorists are carrying instructions about cyanide-based bombs. When the Hamas terrorists would be killed... They found, the Israelis found, directions on how to make cyanide-laced bombs. And so you, you just have to forgive me when I see these people being interviewed on television who are out in a protest against Israel and for Hamas and for the killing and for more killing and marching in the streets of America for the elimination of the Jews and more of what we saw October 7th to happen. I know it's gross. I know it's horrible to hear on the radio. I know it's terrible to think about, but folks, we must. We must know exactly who you're dealing with. It's it, evil, as I told you before, evil's not even a word that could describe exactly what these people are all about. And yet here in this country, we have those who have aligned with those folks. In fact, le le let me just tell you what we have going on here in America. According to Georgetown University, Georgetown University, they are now telling us that there is a network of jihad and Hamas here in the United States, in our country. And uh, according to Georgetown University, which is no right-wing conservative university, in fact, it's quite the opposite. It's a very left-wing university right there in the halls of power in D.C. 
and they have gone through and done a study, and they have chronicled how Hamas has been meeting here in the United States for many years, holding meetings here, and has been recruiting terrorists and others, you know, in organizations to unleash terror here in the United States. In fact, internal memos from federal officials now, they are sounding the alarm over the infiltration of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad and Hezbollah at our border. The San Diego field office sent the memo warning about encounters happening there. We know that they have happened down here in Texas as well, where they have been coming in. And yet, and yet, the very first thing that Joe Biden should have done when hostilities broke out was shut down the border. We're closing the border. Nobody else comes in, especially you young Middle Eastern men who have been flowing like a river across our border into the United States, especially you. You're not coming. But this president has refused to deal with the border issue at all in any measure whatsoever. So we have not only you know millions of people that are living amongst us illegally here in our country that broke the law to get into the United States, and the president's number one job at the Department of Justice is to enforce the law. But he is allowing them to break the law, and now internal memos have been uncovered showing that they have grave concerns about Islamic Jihad, about Hamas, and about Hezbollah being here in the United States. i got to tell you, I'm not shocked at all. I'm not shocked at all by that. When you look at the numbers of young, healthy men who have come into this country over the past two years without families whatsoever, I have to believe that a certain number of them, it could be a ton, I don't know, are those from those organizations living here in the United States. According to the Border Patrol, 170 suspects on the terror watch list arrested at the border this fiscal year. Hey, I just got a text here. Trey, thanks for being my new Rush Limbaugh with your own unique flair. Derek, Derek, I appreciate that. 210-599-5555. When we come back over the other side, we'll bring it back here locally and throughout the country. What's going on with the speaker's race? What happened on that on Friday night? And how is the GOP race going on with all the attention being on the Middle East right now? We haven't heard much about the presidential contest. Well, I'm going to catch you up to speed next. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, Don Morgan here. want to talk to you a little bit about the hot summer months we've just experienced and the damage that it may have done to your roof. Walton Roofing is standing by waiting for your phone call to come over and do a free roof inspection. Now the intense summer heat, your roof has taken a pounding. And now we're starting to see some rain in the forecast. You don't want to be in a situation where you're in the middle of dinner with your family and rain starts coming through your ceiling. Walton Roofing is standing by 210-272-ROOF. Give them a call, ask to see one of their experts and do a free roof inspection. They'll have somebody there usually within 24 hours. And once they've done their inspection, they climb back down. If they've found any damage, they'll have some pictures to show you and tell you about your options. And if you need to file an insurance claim, you do that. Then Walton takes it from there. And then if you need some help with financing, they've got some terrific options for you right now. Call them today, Walton Roofing Company, 210 210- 272 roof. They've been building Texas tough roofs since 1961. Exergen thermometers are a top choice. That's a 536 at KTSA. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. here on KTSA. Just got a text. It says uh, our borders have been open for almost three years. And you don't think people from Russia, China, Afghanistan, terrorists for Hamas, Hezbollah, and many others are here already? Absolutely. What have I been saying? We need to get the president, whoever runs him out of power completely, and that's from Andrew. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's that's where we are. Um, okay, let's bring it back here locally, and I'll get you some more Israel news. Everything is the same as of this morning. I got you up to speed on the stuff over the weekend in the last half hour. We'll do that again coming up. The public school cartel is pushing back against school choice. Isn't that interesting? For people who push choice a lot, my body, my choice. They don't want you to have choice in education. Do you think, 210-599-5555, do you think Texas parents should have choice in education for their children? Now, as it sits, one of the bills, and they're fighting over several of them, one of the bills would give parents about $8,000 a year or 75% of what schools receive. 
but school funding would increase as well, and so would the STAR test. And the emphasis on the STAR test putting more power into the hands of the school, public school cartel. And media and the school cartel and the union say parents should not have access to, quote, public money. Somebody please call me at 210-599-5555 and tell me where we get public money. I, I don't understand. They're saying that parents can't make that decision about what's best for their child, where their child should be educated, that parents don't know enough about education to make those choices concerning their own child, and much less you should not have access to, quote, public money. Is there a public money tree somewhere that I don't know about? Is there a public money bank somewhere that I don't know about? Is there a public money, I don't know, genie that waves his wand and grants the public money wish? Where, where does the public money come from? 210-599-5555. The battle is continuing in Austin over HB1 and whether or not it should be uh, established. And, uh, you know, we're in the third term now, the third special session. Uh, and this one is all about school funding, for the most part anyway, and giving parents choice to decide in Texas where their kiddo is going to go to school. Now, the public school cartel has always been freaked out about that. Number one, because they don't want to relinquish control over the indoctrination measures that they are uh, putting into force with our children, indoctrinating our children, with stuff like pro-Hamas uh, stuff, right? Like we're seeing manifest now, pro-Hamas, pro-terrorist, you know? But uh, the other thing is they're, they're afraid and they are scared spitless about losing their money. And, of course, there's two things that socialists cannot have you have. Number one is control of money, and number two is liberty and freedom. If you have those two things, then socialism cannot exist. So all socialists, whether they're in government or whether they're in business or whether they are in public education, all socialists, have to eliminate your control over money and freedom. And that's exactly what this battle is about at, down at its core. John, you're on KTSA with Traeger right ahead. One of the arguments that they use against school choice is that it's bad for rural areas that uh, that they would suffer. Well, that's simply not true. They, they can but argue it, that all they want to, but it's not true. In Uvalde, Texas, uh, you can't get much more rural than that. They have three private schools, American Classical Academy, Episcopal, and Catholic schools, right. and they are all jammed up full. Yeah. Well, and here's the deal. Uh, what they really don't want is mom and dad taking their kid and going to a Christian school with the money. The money, by the way, there is no such thing as public money. I know that they want to teach you that. I know they want you to believe that. And there are some real dummies out there who actually believe that, yes, that's public money. That's not our money. Well, the bottom line is it is our money, and it is the money of the parents, and we're not getting a quality education out of the public education system, and that's not bashing teachers. Teachers, you know, they work their butts off. That's bashing the system. The system, the public education system is broken. It's full of socialists. It's full of, of uh, activists for the left, and, uh, and, and they're taking your money every year and not turning out a pro uh, product that's going to do us well for the future of our country. So that's where we sit, and the battle is continuing over whether or not parents should be allowed to make the decision for their own child as to where that child should go. On Friday night, the Rhinos got rid of Jim Jordan, and he will not be the speaker. It was a third ballot on Friday. Twenty-five Rhinos voted against Jim Jordan on Friday. So now we have nine, count them, nine in the race for Speaker of the House. They're going to have a meeting tonight when everybody gets back. That's a closed-door meeting with the caucus, and then possibly a vote tomorrow. Gary Palmer from Alabama, Tom Eber Emmer, who, by the way, is a super rhino, and he's being backed by the establishment, including uh, McCarthy, uh, Mike Johnson, Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, Byron Donalds from Florida, Austin Scott from Georgia, Jack Bergman from Michigan, Pete Sessions from Texas, Gary Palmer from Alabama, and uh, Dan Muser from Pennsylvania. That looks to me like nine 
Nine candidates now for Speaker of the House. And you know what? As predicted, they're going to put a rhino back in there. And when they do, nothing's going to change. They're going to keep spending and spending and spending. They're not going to do their job as far as budgeting is concerned. The uniparty between Republicans and Democrats will continue in effect. And nothing, nothing is going to change when they put a rhino back in charge up there. Your best shot was last week with Jim Jordan in actually rehabilitating and changing the system and bringing some fiscal accountability back to the picture. Well, that's gone now. It's it's over now because these are all rhinos that they're trying to put into power to be the speaker. They'll work with the Democrats. In fact, Tom Emmers is highly praised by the Democrats, and the Democrats would probably vote for Tom Emmers. He's that much of a, of a rhino. And that's going to be the situation. You're going to get a rhino back in there, and nothing is going to change. They're going to continue to operate how they, how they have been, and we're going to continue to spend money that we do not have and continue to go deeper and deeper in debt. We had a chance. We had a, uh, a, just a moment to be able to uh, br- you know, bring some real change about in the House of Representatives, and they're not going to be able to do it. Conservatives, freedom-loving, liberty-loving folks lost and the Rhino Uniparty will continue to control things in Washington, D.C. for the foreseeable future. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, I'm Holly Hermes. And I'm Mike Hermes. Our pledge line, we need some uh, fresh pleasures, some new pledges. So our pledge line is 210-654-5155. Please call it up. That's the voicemail here at the radio station. And just leave your Pledge of Allegiance on there. And then listen at 550 and 650 for your voice. That's 210-654-5155. 210 654 5155, and thanks very much. Well, okay, so Sheila Jackson Lee forever has been in Congress, right? She's leaving Congress because she wants to be the mayor over in Houston. Sheila Jackson Lee is a total and complete nut job. Sheila Jackson Lee should be locked up because she's a nut job. And the potty mouth. Yeah, oh, boy, is she ever, <laughs> I hope right? I got this right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I hope you got it right, too, man. <laughs> now, this is something the media is not going to share with you, right? They're not, they're not talking about this and sharing this with you because the left-wing media is not going to cover something like this. But Hillary Clinton is advancing the cause of Sheila Jackson Lee. For years, we used to laugh at Sheila Jackson Lee because she would be uh, in State of the Union address, especially when Obama was president. She would go sit in the aisle where he would come walking in to shake his hand and get her picture taken with him. She would sit there all day, literally get there in the morning and sit there all day. She has been known to be a, a bully of her staff. I mean, an absolute 100% bully. So, Jimmy, let's play the recently released audio (laughs) recording of Sheila Jackson Lee talking to staff members about, well, some papers. Listen to this. Uh, You took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was owed by Duncan Tell. Where is it? What what date was it? All from yesterday. Jerome took it upstairs. I have to call him. He took it up when I switched out the paper. I don't want you to do a goddamn thing. I want you to have a fucking brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other motherfucker did it. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my uh, schedule. And, uh, you know, if, if boo-boo did it, shit ass did it, fuck face did it. And nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office. Okay, nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovide Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the fucking calendar. Not to old Jerome Hansen. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he only sit up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot talking about uh, what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay? Both of y'all are fucked up some fucking ass. It's the worst shit that I could have ever had put together. Two goddamn big ass children. Fucking idiots. Serve no goddamn purpose. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. And you ain't doing shit. And this is an example of it. I gave it to Jerome. This is not child's work. Okay? 
Yeah, it sounded to me like you got all of them. It sounded like you got them all taken out. When did she serve in the Navy? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, <laughs> she sounds like a pimp, and Boo Boo and Jerome better have her money. Now, <laughs> no, now something. these guys. Boo Boo's going to get it. These guys and in, in her staff are black. They're black. Still, you can't talk to people you work with like that. Well, see, that's where we're going, okay? All right, y'all go ahead. I already have my thoughts. I'm gonna lay them out in a second. Elaine, what do you like think a about pimp this? From now, now, the 70s. what you just heard was a bunch of f bombs and mf bombs. Uh-huh. Her screaming, gd bombs. Yes, uh-huh. uh, every bomb you can imagine. I did screaming, berating her staff. Okay. I did let the fat ass go because that was kind of no. Funny. That's good. That's fine. <laughs> that fat was ass. Is fine. But yeah. she's out of Houston. Right. Yes, yeah. Okay. So you heard a little bit of Fifth Ward, a little sure. bit of the oh yeah, hood. Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of Pasadena. That was funny. Yeah. All right. So, Jerome's got a fat ass. So, first of all, she is part of a Congress, or was part of a Congress, still is. She's part of a Congress that passed anti-bullying laws for businesses. Are you listening? She is part of a Congress who passed, and you're not allowed. In fact, if you guys did your training, you had to do anti-bully training. You had to do it. I picture her sitting in the car unraveling those earrings while she's talking. Listening to the ghetto boys. You you better tell me boo-boo got my money. Little Paul Wall in the background. (laughs) Yeah, keeping it real, sister. So have you seen this in the mainstream media anywhere? Did ABC have it on yesterday morning or, or CBS? Did they have it on Face the Nation? Anybody play this? No. No, it's not in the mainstream. In fact, it was one of those off, uh, you know, kind of like the San Antonio Current. It wasn't the Current, but it's kind of like that kind of newspaper that uh, had had the, uh, the actual audio. So let, let me just ask a couple of questions. First of all, there's the whole bullying thing, right? Bullying your employees. You're not allowed to talk to your employees that way. You may not. That's against the law, and that's lawsuit central right there. Second thing is, what do you think the media would be doing if that was a white congresswoman talking to her staff that way, her black staff? Just change Sheila's color from black to white. Now, again, the staff is black. Can you imagine a white congresswoman speaking to black staffers that way, bullying black staffers that way, and the media's reaction can you imagine what ABC would be doing and playing every half hour right here? Bum, 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 bum. I'm Richard Cantu. Listen to this white woman berate her black staff. You think I'm kidding. You see, the double standard is absolutely out of control and ridiculous. So she gets to do it, number one, because she's a left-wing Democrat and she gets to cover. Left-wing Democrats always get to cover. So she gets to cover. The media won't bring it up. Nobody's going to talk about it. It's going to just go away. But this isn't the first time she has done this. She not only berates her staff on a regular basis and has for years. Staff has quit over being bullied by this woman. For years she has had problems with this. But she retaliates. When somebody says, I'm going to go to the media, I'm going to talk, then she retaliates against them. So this is what you got. For Houston, well, actually, she's still in the United States Congress. What she's doing is she's dabbling in the Houston mayoral race, and if she wins that, she'll quit Congress and go be the mayor. If she doesn't, she'll stay in Congress. (laughs) She's a nut job. I've had her on the show before. She's a million-pound nut job. She's just out of control and crazy. But I want you to think about that now because you know you haven't heard that anywhere but here. You know it. And you won't hear it anywhere but here for that very reason. Because they sweep this kind of stuff under the rug. It's illegal to do what she did, number one. And number two, if it was a white congresswoman talking to black staffers that way, the media would be all over it. All over it. All day They'd be having interviews all day long. Good Morning America would have all kind of guests. Why do we allow people to talk this way to black folks? You bet. All right, back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. When your people are ready, give 7 1. And welcome to a brand new week, October 23rd. It's Monday. Trey Ware on KTSA. 
210-599-5555 for calls and texts or Trey at KTSA.com for your email. Love, love, love your feedback. Let's catch you up on what's going on with Israel. Who are the two hostages that were released this past weekend? A mom and a daughter and a lot of questions. Why them? Well, Jake Tapper asked that question of John Kirby. But why would Hamas release them? I mean, not, they, they, don't, they wouldn't do it out of the goodness of their heart. They're, to, they're a brutal, ruthless terrorist organization. Why would they just release these two Americans? Yeah, Jake, I think it's going to be, uh, we're going to have to be careful about what we say in, in terms of the, 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 the machinations here that, that were required to get them home or get them out of there because we know that there's still some Americans being held hostage and we want to get them back to their families too. So I hope you can understand that uh, we're not really going to be able to talk much about motivations and, and, and the details here. <laughs> yeah, no. Who, what leftists paid Hamas and the other affiliated groups to get those two out? And, and how much involvement did Barack Hussein Obama have in the middle of it, too? I don't know. Just questions that are, I'm curious, but for the administration to say, we're not going to talk about it, we're not going to. Only two out of 222. Yeah, the list has grown this weekend, by the way, 222. Rashida Tlaib has spent the entire time since October 7th sparking uh, hate against uh, Jews. Uh, obviously, you know, just saying horrible things about the Jewish people. And continuing to push hate against, well, as, as one example, she continues to push the lie that it was an Israeli rocket that hit the parking lot of a hospital, not even hit the hospital. And that it, it wasn't 500 that died, it was just a handful, but it was a Hamas rocket. And she continues to say the opposite while she cries and screams. And in her district, the most anti-Semitic district in Michigan, one of the largest Muslim populations in America, the sixth largest Palestinian population, Sheila Tlaib represents that, or Rashida Tlaib, represents that district. And we now have a 40-year-old rabbi or president of the Isaac Agree downtown Detroit synagogue murdered in cold blood. Samantha Wall was her name. She was actually very sympathetic to Palestinians. She was a left-winger. She was a liberal president of that liberal synagogue there in Detroit. She was very sympathetic and tried to help the Palestinians whenever she could. And somebody murdered her, and police say there's no motive. Rashida Tlaib is silent, hasn't said anything. Meanwhile, in that same state of Michigan... At Michigan State University, they played their own state team, Michigan, this past weekend, Michigan versus Michigan State. And during the game, Michigan State put up on the giant scoreboard a picture of Adolf Hitler. Are we back in the 1930s again? A smiling Adolf Hitler. Oh, yeah, they tell us that the person who put the picture up was <clears throat> suspended with pay. Yeah, we, we suspended that person with pay. Meanwhile, what we're finding out <clears throat> this morning is a string of Hamas Islamic Jihad rocket misfires resulted in the deaths of multiple civilians in Gaza. One-fifth of the rockets that have been fired by Hamas and Islamic Jihad have missed their intended targets and killed 550 rockets killing civilians in Gaza. I'm talking about Palestinian civilians. How many have you heard about? One, you heard about the one that fell in the parking lot of the uh, of the hospital. And the media worked so hard to try to be right, even though the evidence was, no, it was not the Israelis firing that rocket. It was one of these errant Islamic Jihad Hamas rockets that killed the people in the parking lot of a hospital. But the media continued with their lie and their story about how the IDF did it. Attention media, Hamas is killing more Palestinians than Israel ever thought about. And for you protesters that are marching in the streets of America, banging your drums and carrying your Palestinian flags, Hamas is killing more Palestinians than Israel even thought about. Hamas is with their errant rockets and their taking of hostages, and their out-and-out murdering of people. And by the way, placing rockets in schoolyards, kindergarten houses, and everything else, 
and you're marching on behalf of those people? The very people that cut a baby from her mother's womb and chopped its head off in front of mom and then shot and decapitated mom, too. You're marching on behalf of those people, huh? Okay. You're marching on behalf of the people that set people on fire and burned them while they were alive by hanging tires on them. You're, you're marching on behalf of, of those people. When you're marching on behalf of the Palestinians and Hamas here in our country, you're talking about marching for people who mass raped women, grandmothers, and children so horrifically that they broke their pelvises. You're talking about marching on behalf of people who have booby-trapped child's backpacks and left them lying around in the area so that other children would pick them up and children's toys being booby-trapped by bombs so that children would pick them up. And you ask the question, well, why are they attacking children? Well, children are the future of, of the Jews and of Israel. And so Hamas knows that. But my point is, for all of you who are out there marching, oh, Palestine, Palestine, the Palestinian people are so repressed. Let me tell you how repressed they are. Israel gives them food, water, electricity, gives it to them. They're not repressed by Israel. They're repressed by the Islamic Jihad. They're repressed by their own overlords. Their own overlords are the ones who are after them. If you were to know anything about Israel, know this, that they are a democratic republic, the only one in the Middle East who allows autonomy for people to be able to make their own decisions and, and live in freedom. Oh, and that's why the New World Order is trying to get rid of them. Yeah, what you're looking at right now is not only Iran trying to eliminate the Jewish people, because that's always been their dream, and that will be their dream until what they call the Day of Resurrection. No, you're talking about Iran aligning with Russia and China. And we, the United States, are the target to bring about this, quote, new world order that they have been talking about. And the only democratic republic in the Middle East that allows people the freedom to vote, the freedom to make up their own minds, is what? It's Israel. So, of course, Israel has to go because we can't have freedom. Just like they don't have it in China, just like they don't have it in Russia, just like they don't have it in Iran, that's what these folks are trying to bring to all of us. And you and I, this country, are the biggest target they face. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I'll take your calls and comments coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, Don Morgan here. want to talk to you a little bit about the hot. Got some more news to get you up to date on, but let me grab a couple of phone calls here quickly. Uh, Brad, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Brad. Trey, you know one of the things that irks me most is that the U.N. or Israel or you and me probably paid and delivered to the Hamas government pipes pipes to deliver water, drinking water, bathing water, etc. And you know those jokers took those pipes and they're using those pipe, that pipe material to launch rockets with. They're not putting down water pipes, water mains or anything like that. They don't give a damn about their own people. They're so fanatical and obsessed with hatred that they would rather have their own people die of thirst because they failed to put down water pipes. Man, it just irks me to no end, brother. Well, you know you know who paid for all that? Thank you, Brad, for the call. That was Israel. Israel went in and they put in water pipes and they put in drainage pipes so that when it rains, they have uh, drainage and they have sewer. Well, guess what? Uh, Hamas and the Palestinians, by the way, the Palestinians and Hamas are one and the same. Stop, stop this nonsense that's in the American media that there's a separation between Palestinians and Hamas. They're one and the same. The Palestinians elected Hamas back in 2008 to run their world, and they continue to put Hamas back into power over there, and they continue to support Hamas. And so when Hamas digs up a pipe like you're talking about, Brad, and makes a missile tube out of it, and they say, we're going to put it in a school, the Palestinians say, okay. Yeah, because why? Because we're fighting the great Satan. We're fighting little Satan and great Satan. So the Palestinians are good with that. And people here are protesting for that kind of nonsense and evil. Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for uh, playing the tape with Sheila Jackson, Brownlee, or whatever. But anyway, she's the last time I looked, she was actually claiming, and I think she does it in her, in her public pronouncement, she was claiming Christianity as as her faith. So 
very disapp- it's very disappointing to me because she's a claims I think to be a member of the same denomination that I am. And uh, anyway, thanks for playing it. I hope her voters hear it and uh, hold her accountable for it. Yeah. You know the thing about and thank you Mark. I always appreciate your calls. You know the thing about that that probably makes her more cool and hip to the voters of Houston and will probably get her some votes instead of cost her some votes when you think about it. But my point was number 1 the media is not going to cover that, right? Cuz they're not going to expose her for the fraud and the bully that she is and breaking laws of of the Congress that she is a part of, right? There's our anti. There's anti-bullying at work stuff. I, you know, if you go through your training, you're going to find that out. That businesses everywhere they are big on anti-bullying. That's, you know, what she did to those staffers. If you were just to go into a classroom or go anywhere else and you were to do that, if you were not a liberal Democrat lawmaker, you would have been fired and you possibly could face charges for bullying like that. Particularly, God forbid, if one of them were to harm themselves due to the bullying. Uh, no, I've got the sound. I'm going to play it for you here in a little while. But, it, it, you know, it's just a, a profanity laced tirade against her staff who were black, are black. And that's the other thing. She gets a pass in the media because she's black. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the media would be doing today if Marjorie Taylor Greene were to talk to her black staff that way? Can you imagine? But because Sheila Jackson Lee's a far left black activist in Congress, she can get away with that, and it's okay as far as the media is concerned. You didn't see it on Face the Nation yesterday. George Snuffleupagus is not going to talk about it. Neither is this Good Morning America crew on the biggest disappointment in media, which is ABC. Neither will the guy on this station who who does the ABC News. They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to play the profanity-laced bullying and tirade against her staff. But they sure would if it was Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you know that to be a fact. They'd be moving to have her censored and removed from Congress today for why? Bullying and berating black people. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are dead even for second place in a brand-new Emerson College poll. They're both coming in at 8%. All the others are down around 3%. Donald Trump, 59%. And in addition to him topping the primary competition in the Emerson College poll, 47% uh, 47 of respondents will vote for him over 45% for Joe Biden. Joe Biden, his brother Jim, can we just talk about this for a second? His brother, you know, he's been around as campaign finance guy working for Joe Biden. He was a nightclub owner working well for the Biden family. He was a hedge fund mastermind working for the Biden family. You can learn all of this and so much more in uh, Alex Marlowe's book, Breaking Biden, which is a fantastic book to read. Jim Biden, the brother of Joe Biden, near the end of the Obama administration, he joined AmeriCorps. They operated uh, hospitals in a bunch of states. And his experience in health care was non-existent. Kind of like Hunter didn't know anything about the oil and gas business, but Barisma put him on the staff, right? And Jim promoted himself as his brother Joe's chief fundraiser. And Jim also promised he could open doors. Huh. Like the brand, you mean? And so he was able to raise money for AmeriCorps because he threw around his brother's power and his brother's name. And he even got a major Turkish conglomerate to spend money on AmeriCorps. But the other investments that he was brought in to to, uh, get never materialized. And in December of 2019, AmeriCorps declared bankruptcy. And then the FBI raided AmeriCorps offices up in Pennsylvania. Say there was some white-collar crime they were investigating. And so, in 2018, James Biden fraudulently transferred, he's accused of this, allegedly, fraudulently transferring funds from AmeriCorps outside of the ordinary course of business, as they called it. Half million dollars in personal loans from AmeriCorps. And last week, last week, it was revealed that in 2018, on the day that he received $200,000 from AmeriCorps, he wrote a check to his brother, Joseph Robinette Biden, for $200,000.
That's very interesting, don't you think? Particularly when you look at all the various jobs that Jim Biden has had and the different boards that he was put on, even though he had no experience in these businesses. Inexplicable businesses and ties to Iraq and Saudi Arabia and beyond. These folks from these businesses, they would come meet with Joe Biden and they would have, you know, be asking for political favors and taxpayer money. And the next thing you know, on the same day of the meeting or shortly thereafter, a family member, Jim Biden or Hunter Biden, would suddenly, mysteriously, be appointed to the boards of these companies. Oh, yeah. From Mozambique to Ukraine. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because he's got contacts and connections. The company that received $20 million federal loan guarantee from the United States taxpayer to build a new car dealership in Kiev, Ukraine. And, of course, the Biden family all in the middle of it. Did ABC tell you about that? Just checking. Read Breaking Biden. You're going to find out a lot about this family, a lot that most Americans don't have any idea how they've been on the take. And this guy continues to be on the take to this day as far as I'm concerned. And that's why America's in peril. We have a compromised president who has been on the take and I believe still on the take to this very day. 628, I want to tell you about River City Oral Surgery. you got a really nice, kind note from Dr. Mark Havercorn, and I, I appreciate everything that he had to say in that note. Very supportive of you, the KTSA listener, and coming to his place of business and having him do your work there, whether it's oral surgery, facial surgery, or implant surgery. And a lot of people are on television these days advertising their implant services, and that's just fine, but let me tell you something. Dr. Havercorn at River City Oral Surgery has taken it well beyond what anybody else is doing with this brand-new MD medical anesthesiologist who is cardiac trained. So no more is it twilight or just simple sedation. No, you are completely put to sleep while they do the work, the implant surgery work for you with an MD medical anesthesiologist on staff. This is the pinnacle of outpatient surgery that's available in this business, and it's still below the average price for a full mouth of dental implants at River City Oral Surgery, where you always get the highest quality care, upfront prices, and now an MD anesthesiologist who is cardiac trained. That's River City Oral Surgery. Online at rivercityoms.com. Is your AC working, but the house is still uncomfortable? 637 now at KTSA. And another update on the war in the Middle East. It looks like we're positioning ourselves to be involved. Tell you more about that coming up. But first, bringing it back locally. Of course, we have the city council wasting all of your money in so many different ways, right? Headed up by a mayor who is hell-bent on destroying San Antonio and turning it into one of the cities that has been a, you know, turned into a wasteland by other very, very socialist and communist mayors across America. Ron Nirenberg is one of them. He has a dream to turn San Antonio into San Frantonio. And all the businesses that are leaving and all of the empty slots for all the commercial real estate that is crashing now down around San Francisco. Hey, let's do that here. Let's have high crime in San Antonio, San Frantonio. So they got a new thing that they're working on with this city council. They want to use your money to fund the gay district. That's what they call it, the gay district of North Maine. They call it that. They want to designate it a cultural heritage designation, which means money will then be funneled into projects to preserve the area, to promote the area, and make sure that it's always protected. You know, it'll be up there with um, the Alamo, the missions, other heritage areas, the gay district of North Maine, with the gay crosswalk, when they put it in, by the way, we had a conversation. I talked to Ron Nirenberg the morning that it was being put in. He was on the air with me, and uh, I said, how much taxpayer money is going into that project, Mr. Mayor? Not one single penny, not a dime is going into that. 
Oh, really? That's not what I heard, Mr. Mayor. Oh, no, we're not putting any money into that project. Don't worry. Don't you worry, San Antonio. Oh, okay. The very next morning, the very next morning, it was revealed over $60,000 of taxpayer money went into it. So that's what you got, San Frantonio. You've got a city council that won't hire any cops. They don't care about having public protection in this city while violent crime is going off the, the rails. No, they ha they're spending their money to take your guns and have your guns stolen from you. And, of course, to make sure that the, quote, gay district, whatever that is, is protected and preserved right up there with the Alamo and sold nationwide like the Alamo is. Hey, come to San Antonio and see the gay district. By the way, we're going to visit with Carl Eggers coming up in a minute. I got some new uh, economic news concerning the median purchasing power for American families and what Bidenflation is doing this year to Halloween. That's coming up when uh, when Carl will join me here in the next couple of minutes. The Pentagon put out a report on Friday saying that China has adopted more dangerous, coercive, and provocative actions in the Indo-Pacific this year. I wonder why. Well, we know why. We have a very weak leadership model in this country right now and china iran and russia are taking advantage of our weaknesses now the department of defense dod releasing their annual report on china's military power saying the people's republic of china views its no limits partnership with russia as integral to advancing its development and emergence as a great power. They aim to achieve the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation by 2049, according to the Pentagon and officials at the Pentagon, saying the People's Republic of China is the only competitor of the United States with the intent and increasing the capacity to reshape the international order. And that's what you're seeing happen in the Middle East right now. That's what you're seeing happen in Eastern Europe right now. We're talking about a realignment of nations. This is all intended. These wars and rumors of wars are intended to reshape the world order and who's in charge. And you, as we've said many, many times, those nations that do not allow freedom and personal wealth are the ones that are right now making their move. You've got a very, very oppressive regime in Iran. You've got an incredibly heavy-handed government over in Russia and the same over in China. And they have allied and aligned against the United States and the West, liberty, freedom, and personal wealth. And they're making their move right now. And why are they making it right now? Why do you see war in Eastern Europe? Why do you see China about to move on Taiwan and doing the aggressive behavior against the United States like they're doing? Why do you see Iran taking this moment to remove Israel, the only democratic republic in the Middle East that allows freedom and personal wealth? Why do you see that going on? Because they can. Because we have a very weak president, and they are very concerned that this president's going to go bye-bye this term and Donald Trump gets back in. That's why they're all moving the way they are. That's why they're all attacking the way they are. They are all in a mode right now to stamp out freedom and personal wealth wherever they find it and reshape the world order in their own image. If you don't think it could happen here, I'm sorry to tell you. It sure can, and they're working on it right now. Al, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning. Yeah, I heard you say that we are going to get involved in this war. The United States is what? sponsoring the war. I was going to say, we are involved in it. That's what you heard me say. Yeah, we got it. Joe Biden is sponsoring the war. <laughs> yes, he sir. Buying all from, he buying all from Iran. Yes, sir. So I'm going to have money to fight Israel. Yes, sir. You're 100% right, yeah. No, let me tell you what's going on, Al, and, and the same thing that, you know, over in Ukraine. Yes, uh, the United States taxpayer is, you know, having our money taken from us every two weeks. While Biden rests on the beach this weekend and U.S. embassies are being evacuated and U.S. troops are alerted to uh, deployment in the Middle East, you already have over 12,000 Navy and Marine Corps personnel aboard 10 warships that are in the eastern Mediterranean right now that have been moved in that area. You also had the Defense Secretary announce this weekend prepared to, to deploy orders for U.S. troops here to be sent to the Middle East while our president is playing both sides. He's funding both sides. Remember last week, 
He gave $100 million to the terrorists last week. Oh, thank you so much. Now he wants $100 million, or billion. He wants $60 billion to fight the war in Ukraine, and he wants uh, $14 billion or so to fight the war in Israel. But you see what it's all about, right? I've kind of explained it. Russia, China, and Iran, the new axis of evil. They are now allied against the West and freedom. And they're trying to stamp out freedom wherever they can. And the clock is ticking because they have serious concerns that Joe Biden's out and somebody powerful like Donald Trump goes back into office. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Simply the best for less. Halloween. And so we found out that the cost of Halloween candy is up 13% this year over last. Energy, gas, fuel, oil, food in general are all up approximately 20% since uh, Joe Biden came into office and started his war on the oil and gas business here in the United States. The median purchasing power of American families has dropped 50% since 2020. Middle-class families can only afford homes worth half as much as 2020. As purchasing power has gone down, prices are continuing to surge and borrowing is much higher. We're talking about on average 28% for store credit cards, 33% interest on brand name cards. Let's go to Carl Eggers, creatingrichelives.com. So it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of trying to uh, keep a family going right now and buy food for the family or whatever, much less be able to buy a new home if your purchasing power is down by 50% in in about three years' time since Joe Biden became president. But also people are maxing out their credit cards at 28 to 33%, Carl. Yeah, good morning, Trey. We we know that the the excess savings, and I, I'm using air quotes because a lot of that excess savings was was all that stimulus that came in. All that's been been used up. We know that now. The student loans are being starting to be paid back. Interest rates continue to persistently rise. They're up over five percent today on a ten-year Treasury, which translate directly to mortgage rates. That is the highest since 2007. So, you know, and and last week Jerome Powell said. We're still we're still fighting inflation. We're still going to keep fighting inflation, and we're not to where we want to be, which the market took as, oh, crap, they're going to continue to raise interest rates. And stocks sold off. Interest rates continued to rise. That's only putting more pressure on consumers. And look, at the end of the day, um, we, we this, this war is not only – you know we talked about it last week, but this war – is continuing to push up oil prices as well. So again, all of that is just feeding into this inflationary, yeah. you know, cycle that we're in. That where where not, is oil right much. now? What's the price per barrel right now? Around eighty-seven dollars this morning, up a little bit. Yeah. So again, we're where you and I have been talking about, you know, pushing one hundred dollars. Right. Um, and look, you know, Exxon did a deal two weeks ago to buy Pioneer. Uh, Chevron came out today and is buying Hess. So these big energy companies are building up their war chest for the future. And uh, this looks like this is going to go on for a while. And it's going to, you know, it's going to continue to put pressure on, on consumers at the, at the lower end, especially. Well, and I think that obviously the number one thing that happened was all that money was spent uh, by the government uh, during COVID, but also after COVID. Remember the, with the trillions of dollars the Biden administration signed off as Inflation Reduction Act, which did quite the opposite. Number one, it was the green energy, green energy steel. And it, it, when you throw all that money into, like Milton Friedman said, the thing that causes inflation is government spending. And that's exactly what we're dealing with now, the inflation that they're having to bring down by raising these interest rates. A 30-year fixed last week went to 8%, which is the highest it's been since 2000 in 23 years so people who have been thinking about getting into a home or maybe you know downsizing or upsizing or whatever they're being uh, locked out of the market prices everything else are skyrocketing and those who are you know trying to put something away for their retirement in the future they they're facing some major challenges right now well and the other thing trey is let's not forget another reason why interest rates are rising is number one we continue to send money everywhere, right. and so we have to finance that. So they're issuing – the government's borrowing more money. They issue bonds. Well, if they're, if they're issuing more, supply goes up, and there's not enough demand. Guess right. what has to happen? Interest rates go up to entice you to lend money to the government. 
In addition, China is not buying our bonds anymore. That was a huge holder of U.S. Treasury bonds. They were financing the U.S. essentially. They're not doing it because of their currency and because they need it. <laughs> they, yeah. they are trying to resurrect their economy. So when you put all that together, interest rates are stubbornly staying high, and it's really crimping into the consumer. No doubt about it. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com. Check him out there, and he's here every Monday here on KTSA. So Joe Biden headed to the beach for the weekend as U.S. embassies were evacuated, U.S. troops alerted to the possible deployment to the war in the Middle East with over 12,000 Navy and Marine Corps personnel aboard 10 warships in the uh, eastern Mediterranean, the Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Group and the Gerald R. Ford uh, ter- Carrier Group. So we have over 12,000 who are already in the war zone. And more might be on the way any day as our Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has sent out a prepare-to-deploy order for guys who are here in the United States to get ready to be sent over to the war in the Middle East. While Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, is telling Iran, you better not make a move with Hezbollah because they will go directly at Iran. As I've been telling you since day one, Iran is responsible for every last bit of what you're seeing in the Middle East right now. And we come back on Where in Rima, we'll bring, we'll catch you up to speed on all that. We'll get Sean's thoughts on that. I'll share some of mine. And we'll also talk about the protests that are breaking out here in this country, the protests in favor of brutal barbarian terrorists, people marching in the streets of America supporting that. Coming up, Where in Rima next, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by St-